Yeah. Hello. Um, did you get pooped on today? Um, nope. Did not get pooped on today. That's and good. she didn't poop on any clothes. So she, didn't get, so she didn't poop on anything today. Nope. The Bitterfly Podcast. Knowledge is food, bitches. Eat up. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We've got Maggie Autoboli back on to tell us about her birth follow-up story. How's it going, Maggie? Hey, it's going good. Yeah, excited to be back on the podcast to give everyone an update on, you know, the birth and how that went. Yeah, well, last we left off, your baby was upside down, right? You were, we were talking about if you were going to have a C-section or a vaginal birth. Both sounded horrific to me. Um, t- tell us what actually happened. So I had a planned C-section that was supposed to happen on August 18th, which was a Tuesday, Um, But Sunday morning at 5 a.m., my water broke, and I ended up having to have a technically emergency C-section because it was supposed to be two days later, but it had to happen that day. Because when your water breaks, um, you have to give birth within about 24 hours. Holy shit. So what was the C-section like? How long did it take? It was actually, like, really a phenomenal experience. Um, Would highly recommend a (laughs) C-section. What? A phenomenal experience? Okay, do tell. (laughs) So, yeah. So, my water breaks and um, I kind of flailed because I was, you know, it was like 5 a.m. And I was just kind of shocked that my water had broken. And so, I ended up eating a cheese stick, not really thinking about the fact (laughs) that I was supposed to be having surgery. So, I get to the hospital. They, like, confirm that, you know, my water's broken. They do this, like, test to make sure that, like, it is your amniotic fluid and you haven't just, like, peed yourself or something like that. So, they confirm that it was the water. Um, do people sometimes pee themselves while pregnant and think they're... Oh, easily. People also pee themselves after having kids because, like, sometimes your, like, muscles down there aren't, like, the pelvic strong. Floor. Your pelvic floor, yeah, sometimes is not as strong after giving birth and so you might accidentally pee yourself. So, that's a thing. Hasn't happened to me, but could happen so I go there they confirm it um but then they're like hey you ate a cheese stick that's not good so you need to wait eight hours before you have a c-section <laughs> so I hung out of the hospital for eight hours after that uh, but anyways um then they get me all ready to go and I basically enter the operating room get an epidural I lay down and within an hour and a half um of going in there I come out with a baby and I'm back in the room recovering And it was just really quick and really easy on my standpoint. Like, no birth horror story of, like, oh, I was there for 30 hours and it was so much pain, you know, that didn't happen to me. And that's why I would recommend a C-section because it was really so quick and so easy. So the pain of having a vaginal birth, you you basically, like, skipped over all of that because they just quick cut and then pulled your baby out? 100%. All within an hour. Within an hour and a half. Set you back happened. on your way. I was back on my way recovering from that point. Did you have a lot of stitches? Yeah, so I had stitches and then I had like tape that covered the stitches and then I had like kind of this weird, it looked like almost like a styrofoam net kind of. Like it was it was weird, like a honeycomb shape and that was um, over the bandages and yeah, that, that just held everything together and I had that on for like a week after surgery and then they pulled it off and checked everything and... So were you able to shower with those stitches in or? Yeah, I was because I had that honeycomb and that plastic covering. um, I was able to shower just like normal. I just couldn't obviously rub the bandage, you know, with soap or anything like that. So I just didn't uh, really touch that part, but it was completely fine in the shower. And um, 
yeah, it's just really easy. This sounds like a piece of cake. We were, like, worried that it was going to be so terrible. <laughs> well, I was really worried because it's a surgery. You know, you kind of think to yourself, like, oh, my God, it's this major surgery. They're literally cutting into my abdomen. Like, it's crazy. And then I did it, and I'm like, wow, that was really, like, calm, cool, collected, easy. Um, and I think people tend to think of natural birth as, like, being something that you would rather have versus a C-section. And now I'm just like full on the C-section train. Like everybody should get one. Do it. <laughs> if you have a kid, you, you should have a C-section. <laughs> yeah. All the way. So how heavy was Leia when she was born? Like, you know, she, we talked about how she was two basketballs in the skin pouch inside of you. Yeah, basically. Um, she ended up being 8 pounds, 2 ounces at birth and 19.9 inches long. Holy shit, you had like just almost 10 pounds just cut right out of you and removed. Right, yep. Did you weigh yourself right after giving birth? Like how much weight did you lose? How, how heavy is the placenta? How oh, heavy is the umbilical cord? That's actually pretty amazing. So within a week, I dropped 30 pounds. What? And that was crazy. Yeah. So Leia weighed eight pounds. The placenta, I think, was eight pounds, probably about that too, almost 10. Um, then you've just got fluids that your body is like accumulated, like just basically water weight. Um, that was a lot of it too. Did you feel lighter? Definitely, yeah. You're walking on air, practically. Well, because you can move around so much easier. Because the whole thing is, like, while the baby's growing, it's just taking... So it's this whole midsection kind of expansion, and you have to reach around it. Like, it just becomes this obstacle in your way, and then all of a sudden you don't have that anymore. You're still, like, a lot puffier, like, a lot bigger in the midsection than you were, like, prior to getting pregnant. But now you can see your toes. You yeah, see, see your ground. toes. You can reach around. Like, it's just so you much pick easier. Things up again. Yeah, exactly. So much easier to move around. <laughs> and that happens almost immediately. So you said in the first episode that your breasts, when you have a baby, don't actually fill with milk until two days after having a baby. What was that experience like for you? Um, remind us again, what was in your breast before? So basically like during pregnancy, your breasts are getting bigger, but they're not really filled with anything yet. Um, and then as you get closer to having a baby, they fill with this stuff called colostrum, which is this like really thick kind of like mucusy material. That's not, um, it's not breast milk, but it's the first stuff that your baby will eat. And like when they come out and you start breastfeeding. Um, and so that is in your boobs for like three to four days and then your milk hits, they just feel a lot like heavier and bigger basically than normal. Like when you're um, but the PMSing whole time you're breastfeeding. They... A little bit, but it's it's just like this like puffiness and like kind of hardness to your boob. Yeah, so I was feeding her the whole time, like immediately after um, giving birth back in the recovery room, within an hour or two, a lactation consultant came in and had me try to breastfeed her for the first time. Um, and that was just colostrum and then three days in to feeding her with colostrum, um, I got my breast milk came in, and so I started feeding her with that, basically. Is it weird to have something, like, chewing on your nipple to, like, get liquid out of your boob? <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a weird sensation. Like, it's it's a lot different um, than you would expect. I don't know. It's, 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 like, relieving, I guess, in a sense, because you do have this, like, weird hard boob that just feels full of something, and then you, like, it's just, like, a release of tension, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but it doesn't, like, feel good? No. Okay. That doesn't really feel like anything, actually. 
kind of odd. But babies also don't have teeth and they have this really tiny mouth. So it's, it's just, it is what it is. I don't know how to describe it other than that. It's weird. <laughs> so like within hours of her being born, you learned how to breastfeed and how often are you breastfeeding her now? It depends. There's this thing called cluster feeding where she'll feed like every hour for like four or five hours, like every day that she'll do that at least once. Um, but for the most part, it's every two to three to four hours sometimes that I feed her. And for how long? Just depends. It could be anywhere from like five minutes to like 30 minutes sometimes. Holy shit. Do you feel like you're being milked? Kind of like a cow? The or? frequency of it? Yeah. Like when it's those cluster feeding times when I'm feeding her every hour, it just, it definitely feels like I'm a cow. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm <laughs> what do you stuck want to me? this baby. <laughs> she's stuck to me. I don't know. <laughs> so she's been alive for about seven weeks now. About six. About yeah. six. You've been pooped on, peed on, <laughs> thrown up on. Right? I haven't been thrown up on, but I've been spit up on. But yeah, I've been pooped and peed on. How was that? Um, disgusting. <laughs> the first time she pooped on me, she pooped on me a couple times. But um, the first time I was getting ready to give her a bath. And so, of course, like the bath is ready. Like I've got like a, you know, a... Um, like a little thing that sits in the bath that, that holds her. And so that's full of water. Like it's ready to go. I've got her soap and everything. And so um, I take her out of her diaper to put her in the bath and immediately the diaper comes off and I just hear this fart and I'm like, oh no. And then the fart happens and then just starts pooping. She just starts pooping and I'm like, oh my God. And luckily in I was the water. Wearing... No, I hadn't put her in the water yet. I just pulled off her diaper. She's like in my arms. And then she just starts shitting herself. And it's like on my hand. It's dripped onto my leg. Like it was gross. Wow, what a vibe. This is this is why we do it. Huh. I love Abigail. She's the best. But yeah, there's been a couple gross moments like that. Describe the oh. other time she pooped on you. Um, Other times, there's probably been, well... There's been multiple times other than that, but one of them, um, I'm just changing her diaper and again, just like shart, just literally like the diaper comes off. I'm trying to put on a new diaper. The shart comes out. Um, she's pooped just on me. A, where, proje like, a projectile baby poop. A projectile baby poop. Exactly. Yeah. There's been other times where I've been holding her, other people have been holding her and it just starts coming out of her diaper onto her like clothing like her <gasps> oh clothing or like other people's clothing <laughs> oh my god that's right you said she shat on shauna <laughs> she shot directly on shauna but it yeah there's a little bit of poop that seeped onto shauna um, seeps through diaper and onesie onto other per shauna's clothes right a little bit of it yeah i got on her clothes um a worse time was when libby uh our little sister was holding her she starts pooping again. She has a diaper on. She has a onesie on. Like, there's, you would think, enough cover. There's barrier. <laughs> there's barrier, yeah, between person and, you know, shit. But uh, then there wasn't. She, again, has a big poop, and it just comes out the side, and it, like, gets onto Libby's hand. It gets onto the floor in my <gasps> parents' kitchen. Like, oh my literally, God. it was shocking. <laughs> Libby just starts going, oh, my God, she's pooping. Holy crap. And we turn around, like, we're all eating dinner. It's just like, oh, my God. So we freak out and then obviously like Clorox everything and, you know, clean all that up. So, yeah. These are the things that people don't 
go on and on about when they're raving about parenthood and how wonderful <laughs> it is. These are the poop chronicles. <laughs> These are the poop chronicles. Yeah, people don't talk about that sort of stuff. Um, it's yeah, it's gross. There's some gross things to having a kid, but also there's like so many positive things. You know, like just when she smiles at you, when she recognizes your voice, when just like. You know, her, she's, like, holding on to your hair or something. There's just a lot of moments where you look at her and you're, like, this is such an incredibly sweet human that, like, somehow I've created and, like, is just beautiful in every way and needs me and I need her. So, it's special, I think. Would you compare it to, like, getting a puppy? I think that's the only thing I know how to compare it to because I this is my first kid and I have two dogs. Um, so, if anyone has a dog and they just find themselves being like, wow, my dog is so cute. Nobody else, you know, was around to see this funny moment that I just had with my dog. They did something like incredibly adorable or like goofy or funny. And, and like, I appreciate them. And maybe someone would look at my dog and go, no, oh, it's not that cute of a dog. But like, to me, that's the best, you know, that's what I equate it to a lot. That's the only other experience I've had where I've been like, I really, really appreciate this like living being that I'm like taking care of and loving. And it's a lot similar of a situation with a kid but it's almost more than that um because they're human so they're they're doing even you know different and better things I think than what a dog can do mm. yeah I got really stoked when Luna became house trained yeah when she took her first poop outside I was like go girl yeah see so proud of this and you like love her and you wouldn't like trade her for the world and shed a tear even if someone else is like, I hate your dog, it would be like, well, fuck you. This is my dog. I love her, you know? And that's how I think parents feel too. Like, okay, yeah, you, maybe you don't appreciate my kid, but I do. So, like, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's true. Like, okay. Um, how has having a baby changed your romantic relationship? Um, I think there's just, like, a little bit less time than there was before. And there's also, like, a lot more interruptions. But other than that, like, I think it's just you're getting used to like a new change in your life. Um, so it's like a little bit different. I wouldn't say it's like worse or better. I think it's just something that you have to adjust to. Get more creative with your time management or more intentional or just, you just figure out how to make it work. Whatever the problem is that's, that's changing it for the worse, you just try to like correct that in some way. You feel like it's making you, having a baby, is it making you better at multitasking? It probably is, yeah. I also, I don't know. I think, like, I was just good at multitasking before that because there's always been a lot of things. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So are you drinking or are you smoking? You're doing the fun shit again or what? Yeah, I'm drinking. Um, drinking is interesting. There's I met with a lactation consultant, like, right after, like, birth, um, I think a couple days after I went home from the hospital and she basically said that like your breast milk is kind of, it filters itself just like your um, blood filters itself. So like your blood alcohol content goes up when you like have a couple drinks and then naturally, you know, you drink some water, you chill out for an hour, you can now drive because your body's kind of filter that alcohol out of it. Um, that's what happens to your breast milk. So she was like, yeah, you could breast milk or sorry, you could breastfeed before um, you drink or like kind of during your drinking. And then maybe you like chill out for an hour or two, depending on how much you've had. Don't breastfeed, let your body kind of filter it out. And then you can go back to breastfeeding again. Um, yeah, she basically suggested if you're going to have a couple drinks, it's fine. You know, just kind of like watch yourself a little bit. But if you're going to get wasted, you probably should pump beforehand so your baby has enough to eat while you detox for the night or something like that you know mm -hmm. just kind of 
Smart. Okay, yeah. so you can get wasted if you wanted to. Totally, yeah. Anyone can get wasted at any point. They just have to prepare for it, I think, by pumping or by having formula ready for your baby. Something that your baby can eat in the meantime when your body's, you know, putting itself back. But a lot of people um, think that you have to, quote, pump and dump, like where you just like pump out the bad breast milk periodically, yeah, throw that away. Yeah, that's what you said in the other episode. Don't have to do that, yeah. Oh, so you don't have to throw any out. You just should wait. Exactly, yeah. You just should take the night off if you're drinking heavily or that, so... Well, you just started pumping, so if you guys are wondering, I haven't yet tried Maggie's breast milk. We have not yet made a latte. That's not to say it's not going to happen, but she is still <laughs> learning how to pump right now, so it hasn't happened yet. I'll let you know when it does. Yeah, I just pumped for probably the first successful time today. I've tried a couple times before this, but I couldn't really get enough because um, you just have to figure out the settings and... I think you have to sit there long enough. I was kind of thinking like, oh, I'll just put this like, you know, contraption on my boob, set it up for like (laughs) five minutes and that'll be good. But no, you kind of have to do like 10, 15 minutes um, and then you get like a good amount coming out. So I was able to do that today. Um, And then during my like dentist appointment and my doctor's appointment, which I had both of them today, um, Zach was able to breastfeed Leia or not breastfeed, but give her my breast milk. I think he said that. No, he kind of did breastfeed because he came from the breast. So... Yeah. And a lot of people do it different ways. Like some people um, I've heard just strictly are using breast milk, but they're like pumping and then putting it in a bottle so like anyone can feed the baby and there's just an excess of breast milk, but they're not actually putting the baby to their breast. Oh, why? I don't know. I heard about um, a friend's sister doing that and I think it's just so that, like I said, anybody could breast or anybody could give the baby breast milk, but she doesn't have to be around. She doesn't have to wake up in the middle of the night, say, because there's breast milk in the fridge ready to go, or like she could leave the baby with someone because there's breast milk ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like it just is more functional that way. She can do what she needs to do and not have to be around the baby every single second. Yeah, I think that's cool because if you were only ever feeding your baby from your tit, I think you would get burned out really fucking quick like I don't necessarily think well because it the, the baby gets like better at getting the milk out that it needs in a shorter amount of time like I would say that like Leia oh, right so now is just inefficient right now and she takes what she needs for like this moment exactly yeah she's more snacking versus getting like a really good feed and then being able to take four or five hours off a little snacker <laughs> yeah but it's just because she's so young you know she's only six weeks old so I think by the time she's like say three months old five months old six months old like if I were still breastfeeding at that point it would just be like get her on the boob she gets what she needs and then she's done so we're gonna have her on the boob for like 10 years like in Game of Thrones or <laughs> How long are you gonna do this for? Oh, that was so appalling. Sucking that on was the literally life. appalling. <laughs> <laughs> on a separate note, Zach showed me this movie called Grandma's Boy last night, and it has Jonah Hill in it from like back at his like super bad days. And at one point, there's this chick with hella big tits, and he's like sucking on her tit. <laughs> that just made me think of that. Breast <laughs> milk? No, nope. It's just like part of this like party scene. I don't know. It's kind oh. of a funny movie that like no one's ever heard of, but Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's tasteful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but back to your question. Um, I'm gonna shoot for breastfeeding for like a year. Um, I'll probably switch at some point to like mostly only pumping. Um, but I think that's a really good amount of time for her to get all the nutrients she needs and all the good antibodies and stuff that breast milk will give her. Um, and then kind of just 
transition to solid foods like in the middle of that. So she's getting breast milk and solids and then eventually she'll just get solids. Oh, when do babies start eating regular food? Uh, you can start giving them regular food between four to six months. So they oh. can start eating. Um, they do. There's these interesting little things that kind of look like a like a little sucker almost, but you can, but it's like a little mesh net. So you put a piece of like frozen or just like regular fruit in it. And then the baby can kind of like suck out the juices by like chewing on this like mesh kind of like cup thing. I don't know how to describe it other than that, but you can start them out on that. And then you're supposed to start with like just one food at a time. Like you would do strawberries and then like do that for a couple days. And then like, they're not allergic to it. Everything's going good. Then you like add in a banana or you give them a sweet pea or you give them like, whatever um and you're supposed to do that so that if they are allergic to something you kind of catch it immediately you go oh my god I gave them a banana and they swole like swelled up but it's not you going oh shit I gave them passion fruit and a mango and a sweet potato and a regular potato and what are they allergic to what the hell mm-hmm. <laughs> so kind yeah. of like an isolation diet yeah exactly cool so yeah you can start doing that four to six months I'll probably do it a little bit later into that um just because I think it's good for her to have just breast milk for a while. Hmm. Where do babies learn to walk? I think they start crawling around nine months, and then they start walking. Uh, I would go with like a year and a couple months, maybe. Hmm. I, I think Leia it's like beat, different for all kids. I though. want Leia to beat all of her milestones. Me too. Try to get her ahead on her milestones. Sometimes babies walk before they crawl, which is kind of confusing, but that can happen to some babies. But apparently it's like if they miss that developmental milestone, they don't uh, have as like good of like motor skills, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can get her crawling before she walks so that she doesn't miss that and maybe end up with like worse balance or like something motor related that she's like worse at than she should be <laughs> mm-hmm. because that happened. Yeah, I wanted to be a Guinness Book of World Record baby. They still do that? I don't know. Yeah. What would it be for, though? Don't they have to be for something? Everything. Standing, walking, talking. (laughs) I want her to be the best. (laughs) Me too. Baby exceptionalism. Um, What are you most looking forward to in the coming year? To do with Leia or for Leia to do? Right now, she's just kind of like a little potato, and she just sits there and eats and cries and smiles. Yeah, I'm excited to just, like, I don't know, spend as much time with her as I can, like, see the world through her eyes, you know? Like, that's what I'm excited to do with her, like, give her new experiences, like, I don't know, put her in, like, different kinds of swings and, like, take her to things and give her new foods and, like, I don't know. Because she's not going to start talking this year or walking or anything like that so I think in the coming years I'm excited to like you know get to know her better um just in the ways you can with a baby for now I'm excited for her to start talking honestly I'm most excited for her to go to college and I've got a long time to wait yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well she cute she'll grow hair sometime soon really oh, start yeah. looking like a person Yeah, I guess I'm excited for her to get her hair. I'm also excited to see how her, like, eyes end up, because right now they're blue, but um, they could turn brown at some point in the next, you know, six months, basically. low-key hoping they don't turn brown? I'm kind of hoping they stay blue. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Who knows, though? I think she'll be beautiful either way. I mean, keep in mind, like, until I was six, I had blonde hair and, like, what, green eyes? And then I turned into a brunette. Brown hair, brown eyed. 
all things dominant. I don't know. Oh, yeah. so cute. Yeah, you did have Until the lightest hair out of all of us. I have pretty much black hair when I was born, though, so. Her hair is definitely lighter than mine already. And probably yeah, it stay is. that way. <laughs> but, yeah, she's got uh, no hair in the front and a party in the back. Oh right my now. god, yeah, no, she definitely has a mullet. It's growing very well, like, in the <laughs> bottom the back of your hairline. Region. Yeah. When you look at her hairline, it's super funny, because you're just like, you look at her face, and you're like, wow, what a cutie. And then you turn her to the side, and you're like, oh my god, you have the hairline of Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's got a great ponytail. <laughs> Nothing really up front. <laughs> Nothing on top. Yeah, it's funny how we're born bald and we die bald. Do Some we die us. bald? <laughs> Some of us die bald. I'm just saying. <laughs> how long does she wear diapers for? Oh, um, she'll wear diapers for probably about two years. I think you can start potty training like... What? One and a half years to like, you know, three or four years. I think it's like probably like a normal. She needs to beat her toilet milestone. <laughs> Put that chick on the pot right now. Yeah. Uh, Maya Balik from like you know Blossom and from um, Big Bang Theory she apparently started potty training her kids at like a year old she has like some sort of system about how she noticed their telltale signs and could start just putting them on the you know toilet what you really need going. to do is model a program for Leia after those kids that teach their cats how to use the toilet <laughs> you start with a really big like litter box that's like over the hole and as they get better at it, you make it smaller and smaller and smaller until they're literally just going in the toilet. There's, like, different levels that they graduate to. Yeah, I don't know if that would work for, like, Leia. you got to <laughs> do it. I am going to try to, like, potty train her probably, like, earlier and see if I can make that work. But, you know, it happens. Like, I think everyone does it in their own time. So, just got to do your best, I guess. Mom told me that she uh, potty trained you by giving you Lion King underwear and then telling you not to poop on Simba. <gasps> <laughs> what? <laughs> Did it work? I, I mean, you got potty trained, so <laughs> obviously. What a fucking weird anecdote. Right? I know. She told me that. I guess I was, like, asking her about it the other day, and she's like, yeah, no, I just told him, like, you know, don't poop on Simba, and, uh, <laughs> she didn't poop I on had, Simba. I have high regard for Simba. I was like, <gasps> I can't. <laughs> God, that's funny. On the potty talk, I had this memory, like, it must have been repressed, because it's kind of embarrassing, like, pop up for me the other day. Um, I think I was super young, like, maybe five and we're like in the car going somewhere it's you me mom and maybe Libby was alive I'm not sure but I remember being like mom I have to poop and she was like sorry we're like in, I don't know where the next rest stop is like you're gonna have to wait and I was like I literally can't like you know in my five-year-old rhetoric I'm not sure what I said exactly but it, it was imminent okay yeah. I had to and I just remembered her being like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, just hold your cheeks. And I put my hands on my face and I was, and I squished my face up and I was like, what is this going to do? And she was like, not those cheeks. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. So embarrassing. I don't think I shot my pants that day, but. That's good. Yeah. <laughs>
I wonder if other people have interesting potty training stories that we just don't hear about very often. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. I think potty training is really hard for a lot of people, like, to, tra- to train their kids. Because you don't want to make it too big of a deal, but you, like, do want to make it a big enough deal that they do it instead of, like, you know, going in a diaper all the time. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Zach's sister, Haley, actually, about potty training, like, a couple days yesterday. Must have been. I don't know. Um, but anyways, The days are blurring together, aren't they? The days definitely are blurring together. But, yeah, she was saying that um, it's hard to, like, kind of convince kids that they need to do it because for them – even though it doesn't make any sense to us, it's normal to have, like, their poop squished up against their butt in a diaper. Like, that's the comfort zone. Even though we think of that as, like, ew, gross. Like, why would you want that? Like, that's all they've ever known. And so, um, like, telling having that... Telling them they need to change is kind of weird. Telling them they need to, like, not... Something yeah. that was once okay is no longer okay. Exactly, yeah. Like, making the switch of that. Or the fact that they, like, can poop standing up because they're wearing a diaper. Or they, like, poop in a corner that isn't the bathroom at all. Or, you know, something like that. They're just used to pooping wherever. Like, oh, I gotta poop, I go now. Like, wherever I'm at. Um, versus, like, telling them, okay, yeah, don't do that anymore. Yeah, so. it almost makes the case that you should just never let your kid wear a diaper. And, like, from the get-go... Like, just hold them over something. But the problem with, like, a baby is that they have, like, absolutely no control over their pooping or peeing. It just comes out. And there's no way to, like, tell them, hey, you know what you're doing right now? You're peeing. Don't do not do that right now. Like, I'll, I'll put you here and do it. <laughs> you know, there's just literally no way to convey that at all. I gotta say, you're making me really happy that I don't have a kid. There just are so many, like, beautiful moments. I'm stoked right now. (laughs) There just are, like, there's so many beautiful moments, you know? Like, I I think, yeah, we talk about the hard stuff, but there's also just, like, a lot of, like, beauty and and awesomeness to it. But, yeah, for people who want to sleep throughout the night and not have to get up and feed a baby or um, change a diaper or whatever. Yeah, how has your sleep schedule been disrupted by this endeavor? Um, It basically, instead of having, like, you know nine or ten hours straight I get up every like three hours and feed her for like 30 40 minutes change her diaper something like that put her back down get up again three hours later do the same thing um but I still sleep the same amount that I've always been sleeping for Mm -hmm. the most part it's just sometimes I sleep from like 9 to 11 a.m or something but Mm -hmm. I'm not working right now so it's like fine to have that kind of like schedule oh yeah you're on maternity leave yeah, maternity leave is pretty sweet. It's nice not to work. How is your, like, how are you managing, like, doing other shit for yourself and having a baby? Like, doing shit around the house? It's a lot harder, like, for sure. Because, like, I don't know, just in your regular life, you're like, oh, I want to clean this today. Like, okay, great. I'm just going to do it right now. Like, you just, whatever you want to, that works. It, it's fine. Um, but with having a baby, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this right now. Oh, she started crying, needs to be fed. Oh, like her, she needs <laughs> her diaper changed. Exactly. Yeah. You just like put a pause on it and then do whatever you need to do and then go back to it. So it's like, again, that balance thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you do it while your baby's sleeping, if you're like, no, okay, my baby's going down for a nap or like, okay, they're asleep right now. I'm just going to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a lot. You're just getting used to a new rhythm, I think. How's being an aunt? Uh, good question. Um, it's interesting. I'm stoked at the fact I can leave this scenario when I want. 
I can enjoy Leia for the beautiful potato she is. And then when it's too much and I don't want to hear crying, I can just sleep. <laughs> yeah. Gotta say, being an aunt's pretty dope. It's probably got all the bennies of being around a baby with none of the hardships. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. say you're bearing the brunt of the situation and I'm just getting all the benefits. Um, super weird because sometimes I look at her and I think she like looks like you but then like I said earlier there's moments where I think she looks like Libby there's moments where I think she kind of looks like I don't know pictures I've seen is me of me as a baby I don't know it's definitely yeah. interesting um like I said I'm excited for when she goes to college I want to party with that chick I want to take her to get her first tattoo like I'm gonna laugh if she wants to get her nipples pierced and you're like no <laughs> be like I'll take you um yeah, just kind of excited to see, like, how she turns into a human and, like, how she perceives the world and what she thinks about it. And also keeping in mind kind of, like, the disparity in opinion you and I have with our um, older relatives. Just having, like, you know, almost a 30-year age gap yeah, with them and... You know, when they went to high school, it was completely different when we went to high school, and that kind of informs, you know, like, your religious or political or, like, just worldview in general. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see, like, what kind of world Leia grows up in, given that the year she was born, we're in a freaking pandemic. I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. Um, and also the fact that she's Generation Alpha is pretty freaking wild to me. Like, like she's not even a Zoomer. Like, we are skipping down. She is yeah. Gen Alpha now. I know. She's going to graduate in 2038. Holy shit. Like, what is that, that even? That feels like a futuristic-ass year. It's so crazy. what you're telling me is when I say I'm looking forward to her going to college, it's going to be in, like, 2040. Well, and she'll be 18 in 2038, so it'll be probably the beginning of that. Or, Sorry middle of that year yeah, yeah like ish. like september of 2038 ish she'll go to college yeah so i'm gonna be like an old ass motherfucker by then <laughs> <And> like <laughs> what am i gonna even be doing in my life i don't know <laughs> i hope she thinks i'm cool i don't know maybe i don't hope she thinks i'm cool i don't like i don't know yeah. where i'll be but like <laughs> oh, it's crazy to think what our life will be like at that point but yeah She's, she's growing up in a totally different world, and it's going to be really cool to see, like, all those experiences and be involved in, like, the youth of that, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, seeing yeah, how like, her peers are. Yeah, what is Generation are, like, Alpha going to be like? like? Totally, yeah. What are their shopping habits and internet skills going to look like? Like, what we social media do will not they know. use? You know, because at some point, Instagram is going to become the new MySpace. And anyone that's still on Instagram, Generation Alpha is going to be like... <laughs> You're still using Yahoo? Like, <laughs> MSNBC, like, what are you doing, boomer? You remember AOL? Ew. Oh, my God. Someday I'm going to tell Leia about AOL Instant Messenger, and she's going to be like, huh, that was revolutionary? Yeah. <laughs> what was You came home cool from about school it? to get on that? You had four friends, and sometimes they would message you, and sometimes you wouldn't talk to anyone? I don't know what. Yeah, like... <laughs> That's all it could do? You just said, hey, and they said, hey? It's <laughs> just gonna be totally outdated. Like, everything yeah. new now. Leia's She'll be able to pull up a like, hologram, like, of her friend. <laughs> You're dated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's really hard to accept that, like, at some point, everything about me will be archaic. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I just keep thinking, like, I got to keep up with the times. Like, I got to keep, like, getting younger and younger friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, if there's any 18-year-olds out there, like, I need your perspective. Keep me young. Keep (laughs) Keep me hot. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's like the mom in Mean Girls. (laughs) You girls just keep me young. What's a hot gossip? Dude, in another 10 years, if you bring up Mean Girls, people are going to know how old you are. Yeah, this is stuff I think about about in 2003 or something. Yes. It was way long ago. Same year as like Shrek. Yes. Can't believe it, man. Can't believe it. And it still just explains so much about life. And like, I still feel like I'm not sure there's been another movie that like gets me better than Mean (laughs) Girls. You know what I'm saying? And that hasn't changed. And the years are going on and I'm getting older and that hasn't changed. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like bringing it back full circle, like being an ant, a birdie. Why do I keep saying ant? I hate that. I'm a birdie. Being a birdie is cool. Good. I'm glad you're having fun with it. Yeah. I like holding her sometimes. It's weird. Yeah. Remember when she was like trying to like gnaw on your face because she thought your head was a boob? (laughs) The other day she just like put her face on my face and she started sucking on my cheekbone because she thought it was Maggie's tit. (laughs) <laughs> and it was so cute <laughs> sounds insane <laughs> I told someone I was like I've never had a man suck on my cheekbone like that it was weird <laughs> and she had no teeth <laughs> I know it just comes <laughs> do babies get teeth oh um teeth start coming in I think around like three or four months in Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they're not going to have a full set, but they might get, like, a couple teeth. And then I think it just kind of, like, they get them gradually Mm -hmm. as time goes on. But, yeah. Yeah, so there's funny moments like that. There's, like, you know, (laughs) there's just little goofy things she does. Like, she was on her um, pillow the other day, and I, like, posted, like, a little video to my story. And, yeah, she was doing the same thing. like trying to like pillow. Yeah. She was trying to find a boob on the pillow. (laughs) Very cute. (laughs) She gets a scrunched up little face like she's just like and like tries to like get a boob out of nowhere. It's it's very cute but funny. <laughs> yeah, there have been a few moments where like I've been holding her and she's crying and then like Maggie walks in the room and Leia just like she fucking smells her or something and she stops. She's like, everything's fine in the world. Yeah. <laughs> We're it's good. weird, like this weird connection you have. Like that's what those are that's another thing that makes it like a little bit different than having like a dog like versus having a baby is like they they recognize you and they they can smell you they know you're there they hear your voice and they get kind of calmed down from that and I feel like you just described a dog that's what dogs do I just think it's like a different dogs extent. have way better sense of smell than babies yeah but it's I don't know it's different put a dog and a baby in a wrestling ring who do you think's gonna win what <laughs> dogs have teeth and babies don't and babies aren't coordinated so are dogs a different thing. teeth i don't know somebody tell us i'm gonna google that right now i don't know but definitely like when you get a dog in eight weeks they have like little baby teeth so there's no way all of those come in in eight weeks puppy teeth start erupting through the gums around three weeks of age and typically by six they have all of them all their baby teeth interesting most mammals this says are born toothless because their initial food source is their mother's milk and they develop baby teeth as they wean oh and permanent teeth as they mature like apes humans have 32 permanent teeth 
How many wisdoms? <laughs> well, that would make sense that, sense that they can start having solid food then around like three or four months. Um, and there's your dental fact of the day, people. You're welcome. <laughs> nice. So were there any weird repercussions from Leia being born, in my opinion, correctly? Like she was going down a slide, but apparently to the rest of the birthing community wrong. Um, the only repercussion is just that, like, because she was so, like, in a pike position in the womb, like, she could potentially, like, have hip problems, um, and so they checked those at birth, they didn't see anything with her, anything suspicious at all, um, then they check them at their first doctor's appointment, again, nothing suspicious, and then she has to go in for a, like, x-ray or something, MRI, not exactly sure, but, um, they'll check her hips, like, really formally, um, at, like, I think 10 weeks or something like that. Um, so I have to go in, in in November for that. And yeah. But I don't think she has anything wrong right now. We'll just have to see if there's anything that comes back after that test. So in other news, um, Maggie got engaged. <laughs> Big shocker. We didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> tell us about it. Oh, yeah. So my engagement was really exciting. We were in Wyoming and um, at this like really pretty like nature preserve. And um, we were just like doing like family photos. Um, So we were all there just doing pictures and stuff. And um, then we get around to this like really pretty part um, that has this like kind of like wooded pathway that we've like walked down and we're like just starting like where Zach and I are, like, getting pictures, um, taken by Haley, and basically, um, she's like, oh, I just want to take one, like, of, like, looking at Leia over your shoulder, so, like, turn around, and I was like, okay, great, and I, like, literally, turn your back trick, I literally didn't know what was happening at all, like, I was very, very shocked by the situation, so I'm like, okay, yeah, and I'm just, like, you know, holding Leia, and I'm like, oh, okay, great, like, she's taking photos, and she's like, yeah, just, like, turn around, um, like, you should face that way, like, I think the sun's better, said something like that, and, like, look at Zach, and I'm like, oh, okay, and I literally turn around, and I'm like, holy shit, and he's, like, on one knee, and then, you know, he just gives me a spiel and says, will you marry me, and it was really sweet, because everyone was there, and then um, I said yes, and then... Do you remember um, anything from the spiel? We want to hear the romantic good shit. (laughs) You know, just, like, the lovey-dovey stuff and all that, so, um, then there was champagne. Yeah. I don't know. That's cute. Thanks. It was a really sweet moment. What a nice engagement story. Yeah. And someday you can tell Leia about it and be like, you were there, bitch. Yeah, I've got the photos to prove it. Yeah. I'll probably um, hang them up somewhere. Kind of cool. Aw. Yeah. Precious. So, so you didn't know this was happening? You guys have talked about it. Like, you, you knew you were going to get engaged at some point, but you just didn't know when. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I knew, like, before we even got pregnant with Leia that I wanted to, like, marry Zach. And um, then we kind of figured that it would be better to have a kid first because um, we wanted to, like, do it while we're you know young and like can be young parents i like your uh going against the status quo there i think that's cool when people do shit out of order thank you yeah yeah you gotta, you gotta do what's like right for you i feel like yeah and so um we're gonna get married maybe next year that's a little soon though we haven't planned anything so if it's gonna be next year we need to get our shit together like right now <laughs> yeah i mean that's super soon you don't or it know, could like, be like a year and a half or two years from now what's gonna happen with covid and whatnot right i know and i don't want to have a huge wedding but i do want to have like nobody wearing masks at our wedding like i want it to be safe and cool and dude i totally you know? know what you mean i feel like those photos and face masks are 
I just I get that people like if you want to get married more than you care about waiting this out like fine do it but those face mask photos like it just reminds me of the Spanish influenza like when we look back at those black <laughs> and whites of people wearing masks and you're like oh, oh this is like old shit yeah yeah it just feels wrong it just feels like a wedding is supposed to be this momentous occasion you're not supposed to be thinking about your health then like you're gonna be fine theoretically you know like you don't want to be oh I'm standing next to grandma and oh I'm worried you know that shouldn't be what you're thinking on someone's wedding day or your own wedding day you should be just like this is a celebration hurrah you know let's drink and be merry and have a great time yeah let's share drinks and be merry that's what I'm saying yeah it's funny you're engaged because like the whole reason why I got ordained last year FYI everyone I'm an ordained minister if you need someone to do your wedding I got you I'll do it for free um I got ordained because of these two fucks. They told me they were going to have a kid, and I literally begged them, don't, just get married instead. And I can't believe it. I've never advocated for marriage in my life. But here I was begging them, will you please just get married? I'll get ordained right now. I did in 30 seconds. Shout out Universal Life Church online. (laughs) Um, Every month or so, they send me an email saying, congratulations, you've been ordained for 10 months. And yeah, since then, I've only done one wedding. It was on Leap Day. Side note, super cute. Oh, my God. Our, like, two best friends, Sam and Ben, called me up with, like, three days' notice, and we planned a wedding. We did it at the beach. Those photos are actually so beautiful. That looks, like, literally a perfect, adorable, like, just couldn't get anything better. Yeah, it was so cool. Their baby was there. You know, Rhonda was, like, one. And, um, yeah, it was hella intimate, hella cute. Loved it. Um, It was definitely... Yeah. For someone that doesn't want to get married, I do love weddings. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. They're kind of sweet. They are really sweet. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say, remember when I told you I was pregnant and you said, why are you doing this to me? (laughs) (laughs) I literally went through all five stages of grief in like five minutes. I was like angry. I was sad. I started bargaining with you guys. Like, can you just get married? Why do you have to do this? Um... And then acceptance came later. But yeah, you said I was the only person that cried not out of joy. (laughs) (laughs) You were very upset. (laughs) It feels like forever ago. That was like almost a year. Yeah, wow. I had a lot of time to come around to it. You did, yeah. Other people found out, and they were like, what? You seem so calm about this. And I was like, well, I've had like nine months to get used to it so you needed that time I'm not a changed woman per se I've just had a lot of time to deal with it kind of thing and come around to the idea I suppose so I'm so glad you came around (laughs) I'm so glad since you gave me time to come around yeah (laughs) this baby don't do surprises Um, yeah, but holy shit, you've done a lot this year, Magnus. You had a baby, got engaged, moved back to Washington from Texas. What are you going to do next? 2020 was a big year for me. Um, next, I'm, I don't know, it's hard to say. I don't want to be in Washington forever. I need to save for a house. Mm-hmm. I want to move to Montana, really. Zach and I want to move to Montana. Big country sky. Big sky country friends. It. It's beautiful. <laughs> If you haven't been to Montana, you should go. Uh, first of all, it's beautiful. <laughs> Second of all, way less people, way less traffic, prices you can afford. Mm. 
hot summers, cool winters, all the stuff. So yeah, want a safer house, move there. Um, then yeah, we need to get married at some point. So got to plan that whole thing. And yeah, I think just figuring it out, just doing my life. I don't know. It's my life now. It's pretty exciting. So I'm happy with it. Hmm, cool. Happy for you. Happy you're yes. happy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else shocking about having a baby that you'd like to throw in for the people to either convince or not to do this <laughs> endeavor? I don't know. I feel like we've talked a lot about like negative things with having a baby, but really like there is so much more positive, I think, than negative. So I'm still on the front of, like, if you want to do it, you shouldn't let anything bring you down about it. Because there's good and bad to everything in life, you know, like the whole yin and yang. That's why that exists. Like, you have to understand things that are, you know, bad to understand the good, and it all kind of comes together. And I think, though, like, I'm a little bit more sleep-deprived than usual, and I've been through a couple gross situations. Like, I... (laughs) really love having a kid and like I wouldn't change it for the world and I wouldn't trade anything so I'm really really happy to have her and to like grow in my relationship with Zach like because we have her and and we're this like family unit now you know like she's bonded us and tied us together more than before and it's it's just a really like beautiful thing like the circle of life I think is is so beautiful this is just a part of my life I've never experienced before, you know, like I've, I've experienced like growth and change, like new relationships, things ending, things beginning, death. I've experienced all of that before. And this is like life. This is the, you know, birth and, and newness and like pure, like it's like an epiphany, a, a, a moment of like joy and, and, you know, huge blessings and like just everything good. So it's, it's tying me, I guess, more to the circle of life. Like, I've now experienced most things within that, and it's it's just really beautiful, and I would recommend it. You've come, like, full circle. Exactly, yeah. I've come full circle. Yeah, I think that's kind of special and cool. And that's what I like so much about these podcast episodes, is, like, obviously we're always going to be, like, learning more, and, like, this this episode right now, this, like, capturing a moment in time is so special because... We're going to learn more after this, but, like, we're always going to remember this moment. Yeah, exactly. Like, you've got it, like, it's it's written down, it's documented, it's it's recorded, you know, like, how we are and, and who we are right now. And exactly. Yeah. You might feel different eventually, but you can always remember that you felt this way right now. Yeah. So, a time totally. capsule of sorts. It is, yeah. It's, in a way, it's definitely a time capsule. Totally. It's cool you well, started. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving a follow-up. I had so many people ask, like, what the fuck happened with Maggie? What did she end up doing? Shit or shit? Like, <laughs> did she have a C-section? And, um, yeah, it was good to hear from you and, and let the people know that you survived. And it was actually awesome, it sounds like. Yeah, I survived. I'm well. And, yeah, if you're having a baby and you have the option to get C-section, Fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for being on, dude. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. <laughs>